Hello again everybody and welcome to episode 3 of Noteworthy a music history podcast. I'm still Noah Jacob. As always this podcast is sponsored by absolutely nobody and runs only on your support and the grace of God. Now in the background you might hear some street dogs barking and giving us their opinion. Anyway, let's continue. Street dogs or not. If you're listening to Noteworthy for the first time, you might want to start off with episode 1 because we kind of have a time timeline going here. Uh, if you're a returning listener, once again I'm I glad to hear that you're back and that you're enjoying this series. Now, uh before I get into the on this day in music history part, um some of you have very kindly sent me feedback and suggestions and ideas for topics I can cover. Rest assured, they will be covered in one way or the other. I'll have to like divert from the main music history part and create uh different sub categories and different tinier episodes or mini series of practical aspects of what of how you as a musician should know how to produce your own music or record your own music or how to get started in doing all that. And I will um look into having people or interviewing people who can give you insight and advice on that and guide you. in the or answer your questions in that sense so i am working on that thank you for all your suggestions now for on this day in music history this and on july the 16th um uh, we have elvis presley who made his first appearance on the national charts so congratulations elvis for making your uh, first appearance on the national charts back then in Jul- on the on july the 16th and I like this bit of information because I used to follow this band early on and uh, on this day July the 16th Ginger Baker, Eric Clapton and Jack Bruce formed the band Cream. Now Cream only lasted for 2 years but they put out some memorable songs that most people know. Now moving on and getting right into the topic. Uh we spoke about de- the development of music in society and the role that was played in bringing people together and how it was used to communicate between different people groups and um how instruments were made and how uh, instrument making probably developed as a craft by the time the instruments were made out of bone and other durable materials so we ended last time talking about the oldest instrument that was supposed to be uh, supposedly the oldest instrument discovered which was the uh, flute from the cave in Slovenia that was made out of the bone of a bear and also uh, animal horns used as trumpets and then we spoke a little bit about uh, percussion instruments developing as uh, animal skins were used as the heads of the percussion instruments and then some string instruments that came on later so moving along with the topic this week uh, we're kind of going into uh, what this ancient music really was so we've addressed uh, prehistoric music that's before written history and now we're kind of moving along um as society grew the development of society and music in tandem and um now we're going to talk about okay the the initial civilizations or the oldest civilizations that had written history uh, how did music move along then and we're going to touch on that and um, we know by now that the music was uh, most likely the instruments used were most likely woodwind uh, percussion and some string instruments um and string instruments of course are seemingly more sophisticated at least in terms of the craftsmanship um than the others and probably when when humans realized that 
the a string under tension or a set of strings under different tensions could produce some pretty interesting sounds uh, now to our knowledge one of the oldest civilizations in the world is the sumerian civilization in mesopotamia now meso means middle and potamia means or potamos means uh, of a, of the river so middle of the river and this was actually in uh, the the civilization that was the cradle of civilization that was developed in this in this very fertile valley between two rivers and it's i believe one is the the euphrates river and, I, and the name of the other river is escaping me at the moment um but this is where this cradle of civilization was and where written history kind of began in terms of records um so that is the sumerian civilization and there are recordings available on the internet of people recreating the music so if you are interested in hearing uh what their music sounded like you can go look them up and they probably had their own system of scales and and notations now why is this important to know well the scale system that we follow today uh kind of defines how music is written today and what kind of music is written today the fixed distances between notes this is how musicians perceive sounds and songs when they try to play them by ear or when they try to write their own songs we're talking about understanding scales and the chords that go over which scale and things like that and your modes and things like that so the the sumerians probably had their own system of playing songs with fixed intervals and things like that how much they differed from modern music i'm not sure um anyway i also realized i say anyway a lot but anyway um the sumerians dominated mes the region of mesopotamia for a while and um they are credited with uh, and i'm saying they do- dominated mesopotamia for a while because even the akkadians were there for a while and even uh, the babylonians were there after a while so the sumerians dominated it dominated Mesop- the region of mesopotamia for a long time and uh, they are credited with the invention of the wheel and uh, cuneiform and cuneiform is uh, we studied this in school cuneiform is the script in which um one of the world's first literary works was written and i did not know this but it's some kind of poem called the epic of gilgamesh and you might want to add that to your reading list if you're stuck at home well not if you're stuck at home you are stuck at home so you might as well write uh, add it to your reading list and the epic of gilgamesh is uh, the the adventures and the tales of of, of one of the great kings at the time so it might make for some interesting reading and uh, don't worry if you can't read cuneiform i'm sure there's a translation and it's available online most likely um so mesopotamia the region of mesopotamia is uh, was modern is the modern day um iraq kuwait turkey syria that region now considering how advanced they were and they had their own system for the music they wrote and they played now musicians in mesopotamia were considered low class low class people uh, but could work their way up the ranks of society now not anyone could be a musician in those days um it was only men and you had to be sent uh, for a specific uh, training to become a musician basically um a music school but an all boys music school and after a while you know you had musicians as these public um figures public figures in the sense it was available to the public music as entertainment for rituals and things like that 
and after a while it also became um, a private thing that um, the rich households could enjoy have your own musician you know imagine having your own band that performs for you at meal times that's quite a luxury now the system that they used is quite interesting um, to a musician at least now if you if you aren't a musician and you're listening to this i will try to explain this to the best of my ability now the instrument that uh, is being spoken about here is a string instrument um so the system we're going to go into the system now is in the way the the strings were arranged of this instrument now when i'm talking about a string instrument um the the sumerians or the mesopotamians had had instruments called a lyre and lutes a lyre is um l y r e that's how it's spelled now if you don't know what a lyre is you probably know one as a person but the lyre is an instrument if you don't know uh, what it is it is this u-shaped instrument right it looks like this horseshoe magnet u-shaped and it has a bar across the open end of the u and the strings are attached from the bar to the bottom of um, the u right so to the crescent part of the of the u so if nothing else works uh, you can think of the angels depicted in heaven and the and the little harps they hold in their hands and play the u shaped harps that's a lyre and a lute is is like a guitar but with a rounded completely rounded body as opposed to that the curve that the guitar has and um, and the way the strings were arranged was that the first and last strings are tuned the same the second and the second to last strings are tuned the same and so on and so forth and the scale they used was called the heptatonic scale or a scale with seven notes now in the way the the strings were tuned what i uh, was reading upon they mention and this is like music so it was a paper on on ancient music and it is that they would use only one string at a time so for first part of the song they would use like the first string the second part the second string and so on and so forth now they had this heptatonic scale which is a scale with seven notes as opposed to we have the whole octave right eight notes because the first note is repeated at the end and for the musicians uh, it it's actually the lydian heptatonic scale is given as an example now a scale Uh, simply put is a set of notes arranged in a certain order ascending or descending so your do re mi is a scale and the order it follows depends on what frequency or what pitch you start on uh, you've probably heard terms and this is for those who aren't musicians you've heard terms like let's take it in c let's take it in g um that they they want to do a certain song in the key of c or in the key of g now your do re mi pattern stays that stays the same what changes is the note that you start on so that is one way that you can uh, interpret this now the system of notes the notation system as we have sheet music today uh, a system of notes or rather in instructions to play a hymn of some kind uh, was written on a tablet and they discovered this tablet where there were instructions on how to play a song or how to play a, a specific hymn so we know that there was probably a system 
of notation that they followed because the Mesopotamians were known to, to uh, have a certain rigidity, a certain structure to the songs they played to maintain the melody. So the music wouldn't just turn into, into chaos as some songs do um, after, after one point, but the melody was quite rigidly maintained. Now, they were polytheistic um, culture. That means they had multiple gods and most of their songs were, were in the form of hymns and were played for different rituals and different ceremonies. And most of them for this, were for this, dedicated to this goddess called the goddess Inanna. Um, and with that, with the, the whole little system of the Mesopotamians and the Sumerians and the type of music they played and what instrument they used, um, we are going to end this episode. And I would love to hear what civilization you want to hear about next. I just touched on this very briefly because uh, I, I got some limited information on this particular topic. I found a few papers and I can go into much more detail, but I don't want to lose <laughs> you as listeners getting bored in, in, in um, something that might end up going too in-depth. So if you want to hear more, definitely I'll make a part two for this because this was quite a shorter a podcast, um, shorter episode uh, compared to the usual length. Um, so if you want to hear more, I'll make a part two, definitely. Otherwise, let me know what other civilization you want to hear or where do you want to go going from here or... If you want to, if you want to hear something else altogether, your ideas are always welcome. Your suggestions are always welcome. You can message me on on Instagram. Uh, my account is Noah J Jacob. And thanks for listening. And now I'm going to leave you with the song of the week. And the song of the week is an old hymn, one of my favorites. It's "It Is Well with My Soul." Enjoy. <laughs>